Welcome to the Trinity Grace Church Williamsburg Weekly Update. This is an informal, story-based podcast designed to capture the life of the scattered, yet more unified than ever, church amidst crisis. This is a moment for the church to be the body of Christ in a world of great need. This podcast is designed to empower and equip you to be an active participant in that mission. Enjoy, and thank you for tuning in. Welcome to episode five of the Weekly Update podcast. I'm particularly excited for this one because we are going to focus on kids' ministry and how both the families and the young ones within our community are doing, how they're coping, what life looks like for them. So if you are a parent or a child with a passion for podcasts, obviously this directly relates to you. However, I want to speak to the portion of our community that is not involved in kids ministry and does not have children and just say that as the church, one of the richest blessings is that we get to be a family together. And some of the most memorable moments on Sundays are when families are gathered together and kids are a part of our worship. And so um, this is really an invitation for you to like peek behind the curtain of family life during this strange, strange period of the coronavirus. So I hope you'll engage. I hope that you'll hear these stories from families within our community. So there's three parts here. I'm going to speak to Meg Yahashi, our children's ministry coordinator, in a moment. Then we'll actually get to hear directly from a few different families in our community. And then finally, we have a blessing, like a period of blessings where some of our kids ministry volunteers who are separate from the kids that they've been pouring into are going to get to speak blessing over our families. So that's where we're headed. But first, let me welcome our uh, guest, Meg Yahashi. Hello, Meg. Woo! Oh, stop it, you guys. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Hi, Tyler. Thanks very much for joining me on the Zoom call, as you are required to do as a staff member of our church on a regular basis. Great to see you again. It's my honor. First off, why don't you just give us a quick understanding of what kids' ministry is like uh, when you can't actually gather together. Everyone sees a live stream going on on Sundays. They know about community groups, but we haven't actually talked about kids' ministry in any public way up to this point. So just share with us on what kids' ministry looks like right now. We have been actually um, doing some really exciting things um, rather than a traditional kids' ministry. I feel like this has really given us an opportunity to focus on family spiritual formation. So um, practicing different types of prayer or spiritual exercises as an entire family. Um, when when this all started, I was praying about um, how we better equip parents um, to be the primary disciple makers of their children. and. I felt like God was really inviting parents in to be um, greater teachers and leaders rather than um, trying to make all this amazing content or, you know, create videos or anything like that. I felt um, really a sense from the spirit that this was going to be a time where families were going to really get to connect with God and with each other just together as a family unit and learn more about what that is like. Um, and so far, I've been so encouraged by hearing 
from different parents how they've gotten to do that in really small ways um, in the ways that their days are changing they have more time together and it's been really beautiful to hear about some different habits and practices that they are starting to include in their daily lives yeah that's beautiful um maybe especially for those who, who don't have children can you kind of, as you've connected relationally with different families in our church, can you kind of give us um, an understanding of what family life is like um, for people with kids that are enclosed in a small Brooklyn apartment um, and are trying to both be a kids ministry team and a parent and a teacher and a whatever else has suddenly been put on their plate? Can you kind of give um, maybe themes that you've heard from different families as far as practically what life looks like? Yeah, I have heard, um, I think the thing that immediately comes to mind um, is people really taking advantage of this time in a good way, um, not to work harder or um, to like be more productive, but just to like lean into spending more time together. Um, I think a lot about what you said um, to me a few weeks ago with your own kids where you were talking about, um, or you, you just brought up like, this might be the only time in their lives that I'm home full time with them. And so what a yeah. beautiful opportunity to get to spend that time and, um, and not try and work harder or, you know, like be more effective, but just to be present. Um, and that's a theme I've heard repeated um, from several parents that, um, this isn't a time to, yeah, like push forward in anything, but just to be more present. Um, I've also been really encouraged, um, yeah, to hear, I think just the different creativity that parents are having to get into. Um, a lot of the stuff that I'm sending out right now, um, can be stretched out into maybe even an hour per thing um, of getting to create a lot of art, getting to create their own props and everything. You know, like on a Sunday morning, we'll have all of these toys and like these cool like spaceship things that we've made. And mm -hmm. so now as part of that, families are having to like um, choose a spot to be a hot air balloon in the corner. And there's a lot more imagination and a lot more um, collecting things that you already have and creating um, moments from that, which has been, from the pictures I've seen, so inspiring to see um, different families create their own things. Yeah, on, on this past Sunday, I was on an imaginary hot air balloon ride to a deserted island where we did a treasure hunt that taught my children about grace. I'm not sure Simon was tracking. Hank was with me the whole way through, though. <laughs> incredible yeah I saw um someone sent me a picture of the road to Jerusalem that they made and it was like out of bricks and then for the donkey they had like an actual seesaw horse and then they had also taken the shirts off of their own literal backs to create garments for Jesus <laughs> to walk on it was wow. incredible a bit of an explicit photo it turns out it was I just kept that you know just yeah. for us we won't publicize that image um awesome so what about for um, for parents that may be listening to this and may, like me, like I, I rush home from doing a live stream every Sunday and immediately attempt to lead kids ministry with my children. 
And um, that has been both a gift and a challenge. It's been an incredible gift because I'm so much more in tune with their spiritual lives. I'm so much more in tune with what they're grasping. Um, and, and it becomes then a part of a regular conversation. It's been a challenge because I've realized that I don't know much about how to interpret the gospel to a three-year-old. And um, that is, that's a challenging thing to do that I'm trying to learn on the fly. So maybe for myself and other parents that are listening to this, can you kind of give us some tips as we're trying to make our way through this curriculum, um, how to do it well? Yeah, I'll give you our um, kind of as part of our kids team training so that you're, it's mm-hmm. official from the rule book. Um, we talk a lot about connection and building routine and celebrating. So in all of those pieces, um, I think the most important thing I want to communicate to anyone or, or that our team tries to accomplish is that it's really not about the lesson and it's not about um, teaching your kids to memorize information but it's about your connection with them it's about building your relationship with them and in turn helping to facilitate an actual encounter with God Um, you know like I grew up in Sunday school and I probably couldn't tell you any of the lessons that I learned at this point um But what kept me coming back to my faith and coming back to my relationship with God was um, the like deeper lesson of knowing that I had leaders and teachers and parents that loved me and learning from a very early age that God actually cared about me, that he loved me, having a personal experience with him that I could go back to. And I don't think any kid is too young to experience that or, or hear from God and, um, there will be so much time in the future to like study and hunker down and like dig into every all of these disciplines that you're introducing but right now especially for parents with young kids it's so much more just about um encouraging them to experience the presence of god in a way that's unique to them um to notice what they're loving and lean into that you know this um all of the lessons and practices, the advantage of getting to do them at home is that you don't actually have to have a class where you're like trying to accomplish some agenda, but you can totally go off on a tangent, you know, lean into if your child is really into musical worship, you can play worship songs for an hour and it doesn't matter because no one's coming to pick them up. Or if they are praying through drawing or creating art, you can do that for as long as you want to for for as long as they're leaning into it. So I think that that's part of the gift of getting to do that as a family. Um, the other part of that, I would say, as, as far as like celebrating goes, is that as parents, you are all created with unique giftings and unique um, ways of hearing from the Father yourself. And so um, I would encourage you guys all to lean into that and show your kids how you listen to God, um, the ways that he has uniquely shown you that he's loved you. Um, That will be far more memorable to them than even the hot air balloon, dare I say it. Um, (laughs) getting Getting to have those moments together, I think, are just so worth encouraging and celebrating and blessing um, as you're moving through anything that you're trying to teach. Yeah, for whatever it's worth, I 
I always uh, read a psalm first thing in the morning that, that frames my prayer, and Hank has been waking up so early. Uh, I don't know why, but <laughs> he's getting up earlier and earlier every day. And and it's cool because right when he gets up, he just is, always says like, hey, do you want to do what sticks out? And he means like me read the psalm and him tell me the part he remembers. And so we've been praying through the same psalm together every morning. And that's been so special because he actually remembers it even the next day and brings it back up to me. Um, so I want to finish with uh, lightning round. Two questions. Just give us your quick responses. One for parents and one for those in our community without children. So first, for parents, uh, you've been sending out a lot of material that's been so good for equipping. Uh, spiritual practices to do with your children, spiritual practices to do apart from your children, just as a parent, curriculum for Sundays. So if if there was one rhythm uh, or one way that a parent listening to this decided, you know what, I'm going to really engage in that way, what would be your heart for the parents in our community? Honestly, I think the the thing that first comes to mind, lightning round style, is setting apart your own time for silence and solitude um, and your own prayer time. I think anything that happens in the life of your of your family and, and their spiritual life is going to come from the time that you spend knowing and um, just being loved by your father. So I would really, really encourage um, parents, especially um, spouses, to encourage each other to take that time um, and, yeah, invest invest in yourself, even if it's just for like 10 minutes every day. Yeah, and I would just say to spouses, that's something you have to agree on together and protect for one another because family life is unpredictable. Um, so I think if you know when the other person's time is that – one of the best ways you can serve your spouse is to guard that time um, on their behalf, to be the one who's on um, so that they can take that time. And then what about to um, to those listening who don't have children? You know, we are a praying community. That's one of the things I love about our church. So if people were to pray for the families in our church uh, during this time of crisis, what is one thing that you would love for people to be praying on behalf of families and children? I think my own prayer and hope um, that I would love for everyone to join me in is that um, this would be a time of building and of um, building something that lasts. You know, like this wouldn't be a time where we just kind of get through the days or that we're just like being distracted throughout the days. We're just coming up with more activities but that this would be a time that's actually really formational um, for our kids where they learn the value of sitting still and listening to the voice of God. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really um, hopeful that things are gonna happen in this season that actually shape families for the rest of their lives um, that can change patterns and instill new habits and practices. Um, I would love to see that happen well after the season is over. Amazing. Thank you so much, Megumi. Let's hear from some families now. Hello, my name is Lauren Heston. I am married to Colin Heston, and we have a son, Owen, who is five. 
what have our lives looked like during quarantine? We did two weeks in New York, um, and then we have come down to Tennessee, which is where I'm from, and we have been spending our time on our family farm, and it has been the biggest blessing for our family. Um, it's really special. My sister is here, as are my parents, and it's just been really, really sweet time to see Owen getting so much quality time with my dad and my mom, and we're just spending nonstop time together, and we really thrive in that environment when we're all together, and so it's been really, really good and just a really beautiful picture of what family looks like to us. Um, a way that we have been fostering Owen's faith and opening communication with him as we've been reading stories um, from the Jesus Storybook Bible. And it, he really likes it. He asks for a story every single day. And it's been really good to give him just a way to think about God from the beginning and the Bible in like a very um, personal way for him. Every little story is just a few pages long and um, for example, my grandfather just passed away and um, we were talking to Owen about it this morning and he was asking if he was going to be buried in the cave with a stone and it was just such a sweet, innocent moment and I was so glad that he has that um, analogy from when Jesus died that he was placed in a tomb with a stone and I got to explain that no that's not how people are buried these days but um, it just made me really thankful that he understood the stories that we've been reading to him and it's given him um, a different form of communication with us and it's just been a really beautiful picture. David and Goliath. No, David and a lion. Goliath was a giant. He came to fight God's people. The soldiers did not want to fight a lion. He was too strong and comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but a boy named David was not a poop. <laughs> not a was not uh, afraid. Not afraid. God had blessed David and made him very, very happy. Very happy and brave. David stood before the giant, and he said, "I have come to fight you." In the name of God. In the name of God, yeah. And he threw a stone at Goliath, and the stone hit the giant. Right. Underneath his eye. <laughs> right underneath his eye. And in the middle of his forehead. And he would never bother the people again. David was... A hero! A hero. You know, for a while now, I've been wanting to uh, engage more with Teddy and Louise um spiritual life you know and like how they kind of see god and jesus and you know the lockdown has provided like a, an opportunity to do just that to actually engage with them a little bit more um over spiritual things and i'm so grateful to 
Meg and the kids ministry team at church who've just been able to really support me and Amber in doing that you know so um, they sent out the Jesus Storybook Bible to families at church and it was so fun watching Teddy who's suddenly really into reading um, just be reading that to Louis in the evening and then it's so funny then hearing their play kind of afterwards with the little animals and toys like they're talking about God and Jesus and they're kind of making up stories from you know stuff they've just read themselves in that Bible and um, I know on Sundays as well um, the resources that Meg's provided have been like so helpful for us to sort of do some basic little crafts and activities around sort of spiritual themes and and Jesus and stuff on Sundays too so yeah in all the craziness um, I think I've been grateful to connect a bit more closely with the kids um, in terms of how they're viewing God and Jesus and how they're knowing his love for them. Keep on praying. Hey y'all, it's Victoria, one of the kids ministry leaders here at TGC Williamsburg. My hope and prayer um, for our families is just that God would reveal himself to you in the most unexpected way, um, whether it's something really small or something huge and crazy impactful that you would seek God's presence and find it um, where you least expect it and find such, such delight and joy in that. I just wanted to say a prayer for the kids and for fellowship between siblings and um, and also for the parents specifically for extra energy and peaceful rest um, during this time. And um, just for overall for the family for time to be still with the Lord and listen to the Lord and just take advantage of this time together and with him. My prayer for our families is that Sunday mornings would be a time that they really look forward to that it would be fruitful for the kids and parents alike, that their time spent in God's word together would be really special, and that new practices will be formed that they will carry with them into the future. I pray for renewed energy for parents, that it will be a really fun time for the kids, and that great memories will be made. God, I pray for our families of TDC and just all families, Lord, um, that you will keep and, and protect them, giving them uh, a sense of peace and calm. Uh, I pray that you will continue to show them your love and compassion so that they can also show love and compassion toward one another and themselves during this, uh, during this quarantine time and, and just scary time in the world, Lord. Um, please be with them and protect them. Hey TGC parents, this is Savannah. Um, I'm missing holding all of your babies right about now. And I really look forward to getting back in the nursery and seeing all of their faces and your faces when you're dropping them off. Um, I've been struck by while talking about talking to a friend who is at home with her two little kids and one on the way that uh, while this is unprecedented and hard, uh, and she's kind of feeling at a loss for things to do with her kids and ways to keep them busy, um, that God is with her and has given her kids the best possible mom that they could have um, and knew exactly 
which person those specific children were going to need and that he's going to work through their parentage um, and love those kids through them in these times. I just wanted to send my hope that everyone stays safe and healthy and well and that it's not too boring and also that there are lots of games that can be played inside and I cannot wait to be able to play again at kids ministry in person. I just see God really breathing deeply into families right now that God is just breathing out his love and his joy and his laughter and his lightness for you to breathe in and when you breathe out that heaviness is just lifted off of households that there's just such a lightness in the air where families are together in this time It's Meg, and here's what else we need to know this week. Our Justice and Mercy film series continues on Thursday, April 30th at 7 p.m. For this series, we're watching films that explore personal stories, movements, and historical events related to racial oppression, economic injustice, and the fight for dignity and human rights for all. Viewings will be followed by a brief, facilitated discussion. April 30th's movie is A Road to Home, which shares the stories of homeless LGBTQ youth in New York City. Visit our website calendar to RSVP and get the Zoom link. I also want to remind you about our crisis care team. I've shared with you about it in each podcast, but as the NYC pause extends until May 15th, how you've been impacted because of the current pandemic may have changed, and we as your church family want to help and support you. Maybe you are ill in need of groceries or financial help due to loss of work. Maybe you're struggling emotionally and would love for someone to hop on a call and pray with you. We have received over $36,000 and have given away half of that towards rent, bills, groceries, and therapy sessions. If you need care, please take a moment to fill out the short form on our website. I will personally be writing you back and connecting you with a deacon. We truly want to be here for you. And as mentioned, we are continuing to use the Crisis Care Fund to alleviate needs within the church and the community. So far, we've been able to support North Brooklyn Angels as they feed medical providers at Woodhill Hospital and send meals to New York Presbyterian Hospital Queens staff. We're currently looking to partner with local companies to provide PPE to New York hospitals, and we hope to be able to meet more direct needs in the community soon. Thank you so much for your gifts. If you need crisis care or you'd like to give to the Crisis Care Fund, please visit tdcwilliamsburg.com backslash health. Keep on praying.